How to eliminate anything and everything that is not your cup of tea to supersize your business. Sharon Hornell from here. It's a little cup of tea that my granddaughter made me yesterday. She likes to make me little tea concoctions. Of course, I pretend to sip it and it always has caramel in it. But uh, actually today's selection of tea, because there are certain teas that I like and don't like, just like everybody else. There's things we like and don't like about everything, not just our teas, not just our businesses, but about everything. We all have our own personal preferences, which we need to take into account when we're growing and building and supersizing our business. Today's choice for me is green tea with pomegranate. I haven't been drinking enough tea lately. If I'm if I'm uh, critiquing my consumption, I've been drinking way too much coffee during COVID-19 and not enough tea. Because when I go to the store, there are so many choices and so many selections. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, right? All of the choices and all of the selections and all of the things we could possibly do in our businesses all of the different customers, all of the different people we could possibly serve in our businesses can be too much. And we'll talk about that after we talk about the origin of this idiom, not your cup of tea. Not your cup of tea has been around for hundreds of years. It came, of course, from England, Great Britain, where <coughs> the United Kingdom, I'm not even sure what their preference of, of naming is these days or what they call themselves. But uh, the practice of drinking tea is from the early 1700s or the mid 1700s and even today it's a common practice for many people in Britain and in America to take an afternoon tea break or an afternoon coffee break or an afternoon break right we still do that um, I still do that I need I need a little pick-me-up in the afternoon and it usually involves a warm beverage sometimes tea sometimes coffee sometimes just good old lemon water but something to refresh and hydrate and keep me moving throughout my day so what does any of this have to do with us growing and building our businesses? Uh, originally, the expression cup of tea applied to things that we preferred, things that people liked. They would say, oh yes, that is my cup of tea. Meaning, I like that, that's my preference. I love that car, it's my cup of tea. I love that magnifying glass, it's my cup of tea, whatever. And in about the 1920s, somehow it flipped and the word not was added to instead of focusing on the things that people liked or preferred on the things that they didn't like. They were pointing out the things they didn't like. Now I wonder if that's coincidentally about the same time that we made this global shift to negativity. I think it probably happened sooner than that, but it got me thinking about that today. It seems that we've gone from a, and, a, and maybe it is, because we went from an abundant universe and things were possible to believing that the majority of us, that um, lack and scarcity rules the day. So what does this have to do with, with growing our businesses? How and why is it important to, and what is it important to do in your business, and how do you use your preference, meaning not your cup of tea or your cup of tea, to determine what your priorities for, are for your business? Because it's all about setting priorities. There are so many possibilities and so many opportunities for each and every one of us in our businesses to create whatever it is that we want. How do we decide what it is that we want. How do we decide who we're gonna serve? I say look at what you love to do, what you're good at, what you're passionate about, who you love to serve, who you wanna work with, who you wanna give value to, and, and what feels right for you. And that's how you decide the who and the, the how and the what you wanna do. You find the group of people that you want to serve, that you feel good about serving, that you're passionate about helping, and then you just find out what they need and want and desire and you provide that for them based on your area of genius, the things that you're good at, that you're great at, that you're proficient at, 
and you provide those things to them. And they will always tell you, people will always tell us exactly what they need or how they feel about something. We're just willing to listen and to ask them. So we want to make sure that we're not trying to serve everyone. Whenever you try to serve everyone, have you ever had two, two bosses? Have you ever worked for and reported to two different people in a job or in a business situation or in a partnership or something? I have. I had early on in my corporate career a situation where I was in one department, but I was on loan to another, and therefore I reported to two bosses. And the two bosses couldn't decide who was more in charge of me, and so they would give me conflicting information and conflicting priorities in order to to fulfill my job. And at one point, I was so frustrated, I finally called a meeting with all three of us and I sat them down and I said, this is what's going on. You're telling me, Jack, to do this. Pete, you're telling me to do that. And they're, they're totally, sometimes they're absolutely the opposite of what one another are, are expect me to do. How do I deal with that? And we sat down, we had a meeting, and within about a half an hour, we ironed out how things were gonna work with the three of us. So that I didn't feel like I was torn apart or torn in half all the time, trying to meet both of their needs when they, they weren't always in alignment. They didn't always line up in terms of what was even possible, much less that I could, could deliver to them good results for. So reminds us that we have to pick, we have to choose, and picking and choosing one group of people to serve doesn't mean we are leaving out and eliminating would never serve people in any other groups but we're just finding a way to segregate and find the people and I don't mean segregate in a bad way to find the people that we're here to serve that we're here to add value to uh -huh. and what happens is there's this big fear that oh if I narrow my focus if I if I only do the things I'm good at and if I only serve a small group of the population I won't make the the millions and millions of dollars that I want to make, but it's actually just the opposite. When we focus in and we narrow in on who it is and what we do best, then the people that we're absolutely positively for start to find us. And when you're attracting people automatically to you, that's the most fun way to build your business. So love to know your experience with this expression, not your cup of tea. Uh, again, there's there's lots of teas I like. There's lots of teas I don't like. There are some mainstream teas that most people absolutely adore that I just don't like the taste of, and so I don't drink them. And I used to share that with people, and then they're like, "What do you mean you don't like that?" I'm like, "I don't like that." It's like telling people you don't like pizza or something like that. People think you're crazy. At least here, here where I live in the Midwest. So go out, have an absolutely amazing day. I will of course see you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you use it in your business today? Take care. Go enjoy a cup of tea.